0: Hey everyone, it's David, your favorite Geek Garage podcast host. Uh, actually, I'm kind of the only host. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thank you for being a listener of the Geek Garage podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show, uh, there are a couple ways to do so. One is to uh, simply subscribe to the podcast. That's uh, one great way to help. Another is to leave us a rating and review uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, um, any other place that you find your podcast, leaving us a rating and review really, really helps us out. And we do appreciate it um, if you do that. The third way to help us out is to uh, visit our merch store, which you can find on our website. Or you can go to geekgaragepodcast.threadless.com and you can buy some of our merch. We got uh, cool t-shirts and tank tops and all kinds of stuff there. Um, that you can buy with our logo on it. So yeah, our episode today was great. We had um, Shauna Hoyt on, who is... Uh, one of my good friends and a horror movie enthusiast um, to say she's obsessed with horror movies is putting it lightly. But yeah, we had a great time talking about just kind of horror movies in general. We talked about, you know, some subgenres within horror. Um, we talked about the use of special effects versus practical effects. And we talked about, uh, you know, some of our favorite movies. We talked about It, which, you know, has been, you know, the latest craze in horror um and then we talked about some movies that could maybe uh not be uh represented uh in the horror genre but definitely have horror elements to them. Um kind of like Requiem for a Dream and stuff like that. So yeah, uh we uh, really hope that you um like this episode and go. Hey, hey. welcome um don't forget to get kind of close to your microphone okay gotcha yeah sorry no you're fine um welcome to the geek garage podcast episode number 16 we are going to be talking about horror movies today i didn't forget i was just uh that was my dramatic suspenseful pause (laughs) And it just came off as a joke rather than um, actually suspenseful. So that's cool. Um, but with me today um, is uh, actually uh, one of my favorite guests and we haven't even done the friggin podcast yet um, because she knows much more about horror movies uh, than I could ever possibly hope to know about horror movies. Um, it's uh, Shauna Hoyt. Hi. Hi. How are
1: you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm
0: excellent. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
1: you for Why? having me. Yes. This is like. The most exciting. Thing it's a dream ever. come true,
0: right? <laughs> it's it's such a dream come For true. Sure. Like you've always wanted to be on some randos podcast, Absolutely. some dude that you just met like a month ago, <laughs> exactly, and was like, "What you like horror movies? Let's do let's do a podcast." Absolutely, that's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Well, um, to let you guys know ahead of time, we're not going to have a whole lot of structure to this episode. Um, it's uh just going to be kind of like flying by the seat of our pants we have a couple topics that we want to touch on but um it's just going to be kind of like a uh, like a freewheeling discussion of um the p- couple points we want to touch on so uh just to let you listeners know ahead of time mm-hmm. that um yeah there might be some instances where uh we kind of go off the cuff <laughs> So, yeah,
1: we can uh, we can talk for hours. Yeah, we could talk for days. Yeah,
0: it (laughs) it, it could happen. But uh, my computer just popped up a message that was like, hey, David, you only have like 19 gigs left on your computer. So you might want to consider deleting some stuff (laughs) off your hard drive and i'm like i know i don't have anything to get rid of
1: it's all important
0: yeah it really is um which is kind of ridiculous but you know whatever (laughs) um all right so we are going to kind of start off by um doing something kind of interesting uh so our listeners have an idea of your credentials shauna just so, so they know that i didn't pick pick up some random person and be like hey you want to talk about horror movies <laughs> um so uh i mean no pressure um but you know just to so they have an idea of um your background with with horror movies and because uh, you have definitely an interesting background um but one that's probably not too different from a lot of people that are into horror mm-hmm. so yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into horror movies?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I am definitely—I um, guess you could call me obsessed with horror. Uh, horror I would say and sci-fi. that. But that, thats cool. <laughs> um, I so uh, I, I'm not. Um, my background is this: uh, when I was about oh man, I want to say like three or four I mean definitely way too young to be watching the things I was watching Mm -hmm. Um, I started watching horror movies Um, it might have started off um, you know with like sci-fi and then kind of morphed into something more Um, but my dad has been a horror movie fan since he was little and he grew up watching, um, like the Twilight Zone and stuff like that, which right. is actually still terrifying, um, if you really think about it, yeah. Uh, so, so I grew up watching those things and then it sort of turned into, um, any and all scary movies and sci fi movies. And my mom is more of a traditional gal and right. uh, didn't necessarily appreciate, um, my growing fascination with this type of. Uh, television, and so she would get really upset, and mm-hmm. she would tell my dad, um, "She's gonna have nightmares. Um, she's gonna end up like this crazy weirdo person when she gets older." Um, and you know, I mean, maybe I did a little bit, but I think, uh, like Davey and I talked about before, right? Um, horror movies can sometimes ground you as well. Yeah. And so I feel like I I have a well you know rounded child. I had a well rounded childhood, but I I'm a dreamer. I dream. Um, literally a dreamer um I, I dream uh,
0: you may uh, say I'm night. a dreamer but I'm not the only one no
1: <laughs> um so I I literally dream every night and sometimes I have nightmares but not I, I wouldn't say that they're heavily influenced by anything that I'm watching
0: do you ever have a score to your nightmare like background music
1: <laughs> I don't you know now that you mention that I don't think so. I I can't remember.
0: How I much. I don't I I don't know if that's an accurate way to put the ones that I I've had but like I don't have um nightmares very often, but when I do, they're pretty nuts and I can never really remember what they were about, but I just remember them being very terrifying um <laughs> as uh, uh while they were happening, but I feel like like looking back on those particular nightmares, the ones that stick out um of having like this like dun 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 like like that like that cheesy like you know music you'd hear and kind of like um like the phantom the phantom of the opera like (laughs) you know shit like that um but yeah uh that was just a random question that popped up in my head you know
1: what's funny about that is um when you talk about like the kind of music that you hear with with horror movies right um my so my one of the things my dad used to say to me when I was little is if it ever gets too scary look we can just mute the tv and we would we would mute it and we'd be watching it and it's like wow this is like not even nearly as scary as it was before so I think um and I think you don't even notice the score and unless you're really thinking about it mm-hmm. um but it just it's amazing how um the noises that you hear and the music that they're playing and the the you know. Um, the sound effects that are going on can really impact uh, right the scariness of that particular yeah, movie. yeah,
0: the score definitely uh, has uh, a huge impact, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um and obviously yours mm-hmm. uh, with um with horror movies. Yeah. Uh, they kind of uh, as I was re-watching, um, nightmare on elm street last mm-hmm. night uh i was uh you know uh, what's his name whoever directed it west craven uh-huh. um <laughs> that silly ass synth music that's you know <laughs> as they're like running away and they're doing that silly ass like run like oh <laughs> they're like i hope he doesn't catch up to me like just like half-assed run kind of like what i do on the treadmill yes. i'm like well i really don't feel like putting much effort into this so i'm gonna do bare minimum oh right <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then there's the synth track, like yep. you know, like dee, 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 dee.
1: <laughs> so eighties.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's very dated. Um, but that's why we love those movies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, my history of horror movies is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't really start watching horror until I was maybe in middle school or high school. Like, I think Scream was maybe one of the first quote-unquote horror movies that i saw i know earlier when we were doing our pre-show notes uh we were talking about how scream doesn't really belong in the horror movie i mean
1: it's definitely more of a comedy but uh, really like i
0: mean you could gather up a bunch of people with you know with a giant bowl of popcorn and just laugh your ass off at this movie um you know especially when drew barrymore gets stabbed Um, yeah yeah, or when
1: nev campbell does anything right like says anything does anything yeah it, it's
0: almost <laughs> the point of like what's funnier like scream or scary movie like, yeah exactly yeah right. like which the, one's funnier? the
1: parody or the actual right
0: horror movie yeah, yeah. um but yeah i uh, like i said i um growing up i was way more into like sci-fi stuff like i watch et on repeat mm-hmm. um like I had that and Who Framed Roger Rabbit on VHS (laughs) when I was like five, and I swear to God, I like we didn't um, like I had friends growing up. I don't want to you know I don't want to brag or anything, (laughs) but (laughs) I I did spend uh, spend a lot of time in front of the TV, you know, like playing video games and watching TV. But I I, we had a very you know minute selection of movies, and I had like these two, Uh, so I would you know watch ET a lot. And so that kind of sparked my interest for um, more uh, sci-fi movies. So I'd watch like uh, I watched The X-Files a lot growing up, yeah. growing up, um, just other sci-fi TV and movies. Um, so I was kind of introduced to horror at, I don't know, depending on who you talk to, an appropriate age. <laughs> um, I guess when my brain could handle it. Um, Which or, is age three. Uh, yes. It's been proven <laughs> yeah. scientifically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I mean, particular, my, particularly my brain, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd be subject to, um, to nightmares if I watched them too early. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I remember like seeing scream when I was in like junior high and then, uh, and I started, I think one of the, the first old school movies, uh, old school horror I saw was like the exorcist. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being pretty freaked out, uh, Uh, with watching that but like the good freaked out where you're like "Ooh, this is like freaky and awesome Mm -hmm. um so yeah um and then it just kind of like snowballed from there into like you know wanting to check out like more sub genres um which you know is coincidentally and you know something else we'll get into Mm -hmm. a little bit later on um so yeah um let's uh so we one of the the main the overarching themes that we're going to be doing today is kind of doing some compare and contrast to the old school versus new school. Um I thought we could talk about maybe some of like the special effects that mm-hmm. they uh, they used to do um in the uh, the classics versus, you know, what they do now. Mm-hmm. Um or, you know, like we'd say from like the the late 90s until up until recently, which we've seen kind of a, a resurgence of more practical effects and less depending on, you know, CGI. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what, what do you think about the, like the, the fact that they had to rely so heavily on practical effects, um, like back in the day, like for instance, like when I was watching, um, Nightmare on Elm Street last Mm -hmm. night, uh, it reminded me about the scene where uh the the very first girl that gets killed the the blonde mm-hmm. and um she's uh she's basically being dragged like on the ceiling and stuff yeah. um and the whole time i was thinking like i mean it's it's silly but at the same time it's also like i'm like how did they film that I <laughs> like i want to know how they did that um and i just think it's it's so interesting that um, you know, those movies were filmed at such a time where they didn't have special effects. Right. Um, so they had to rely on um, being able to pull that kind of shit off. Yeah. Um, or
1: people that can really do that.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean. Do you,
1: across the ceiling.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I, I don't have the jumping abilities. Right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what what do you think about. Um, I mean, do you do you kind Of prefer, um, like more practical effects, um, over like CGI, or do you kind of like a, a combination of both? Um, what's I,
1: I'm a practical, old school kind of girl, yeah. I, I like, um, you know, the old uh, making noise with your <laughs> with like a, a, a uh, <laughs> like a drum and a yeah, and a, and a pile of rocks or something, you know. I mean, I, I like. The effects that Psycho has mm-hmm. in it, I like the effects that the birds have. You know, now that that's going way old school, um, but but even like you were talking about with um, uh, with you know the Nightmare on Elm Street is just, it's it's cheesy and and you think and and they they you know obviously they're not using. Um, they couldn't use the computer at all. Right. Um. And really, until later on. Although there are Nightmare on Elm Street episodes later on that that do. Mm-hmm. Um. But
0: maybe that's why they all tanked. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> it it just went bad. It got bad. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I appreciate. I think it's it's there's something to say about something beautiful and simple about that particular aspect of the craft. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm making these effects, and and I don't have to rely on um, technology, <clears throat> right? Um, to to what we see now in some of the more contemporary films, um, where you don't even need actors. Yeah. Now, really, you can just make them on your computer, and then they can just be very scary on film. And um, for me, that that just isn't it isn't horror, mm-hmm. um, in the traditional sense. So I'm definitely old school. Yeah,
0: I, I feel you. Um, I do. Uh, um. I do recognize that the uh, it, it's a lot of the times it's hit or miss with the practical effects. Right. Like sometimes like a lot of them, like that scene, uh, you know, it really holds up uh, the scene where Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed. <laughs> uh, and I know we're kind of focusing on this particular movie and there's like, you know, uh, a million movies with great and uh, great practical effects. And right. then a million movies with, you know, very obviously dated practical right. effects. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah um there was a point that I was just gonna make, uh oh, flickering lights. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts are here <laughs> um, oh yeah, uh, did you know that um in the Exorcist two they used two different actresses for Regan
1: for Regan as Regan and Reagan as demon Regan right, yes, yeah, I, I, I did hear that uh
0: when I was doing research for this episode, I did not realize that until uh when I was doing research mm-hmm. um. That uh, apparently the actress that they used, um, she in order to get that that rough growly mm-hmm. voice, um, you know the fuck me Jesus, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. that voice. Um, uh, they. Uh, I don't. I don't think they forced this on her, but I. I wouldn't put it past them uh, that they. They forced her to do this, or not force, but you know, said like, "Hey, we'd like you to smoke five packs of cigarettes a day and drink lots of whiskey <laughs> to achieve this demon voice." Yeah. Um. But that's basically what she did. But she was a recovering alcoholic. wow. Um,
1: I didn't hear that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, So she she had a priest on set, uh, which was kind of like her personal priest, I Mm -hmm. think, to kind of help counsel her because she was having to kind of put herself back through remission um, to... To achieve these effects, wow, um, and that's not like the only messed up thing about The Exorcist. Right. Like I've heard, they actually had to perform exorcisms on set because they thought the set was haunted. Wow, um, and uh, I I think there's all uh, all different kinds of other trivia about that particular movie, yeah. um, but yeah, um, like the infamous like spider walk, like yes. down the stairs. Yes. That uh, that scene sticks out in my mind as one of those like freaky moments from like seeing it when I was younger and I was like, Ugh! like uh, oh, g- yeah, they Gave me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um,
1: and even the more, and I agree with you and even the more contemporary versions of, the classic exorcist movie, like exorcism of Emily Rose. Right. And, um, I mean, there, there are so many now.
0: Yeah. There's um, a lot of exorcism. Movies. There is a
1: lot of exorcism going out, exorcism going on out there. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that the more contemporary ones, even though they're, they do duplicate the, um, like the contortion of the body and, and that type of thing, they just do not have the same effect mm-hmm. that the original exorcism had. Right. And, um, and and that's sometimes where I find myself getting snobby is when sure. I'm comparing some of the newer things with some of the older stuff, and I think like oh, but it was done so amazingly perfect during the Exorcism that nobody can touch that, even with, um, you know, all the progress that, that special effects have made over the years. Right. I just feel like they you just can't it, they they just can't compare. Hmm. Um. So, but yeah, that's a that's a good one that backwards spider walk is pretty cool yeah um and i think too you know the the dedication of the actors and the directors to pull some of that stuff off was just blows my mind sometimes um you know it was like everyone was just feeling it you know and you do hear a lot too um about uh sets being haunted and movies being haunted and actors being haunted and there's quite a bit of um uh, there are quite a bit of rumors uh, circulating around Poltergeist as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um,
0: there. Uh, I can't remember particularly what I read about mm-hmm. Poltergeist. Um, did I think someone actually died from that movie.
1: Yeah. Somebody definitely died. And I can't remember who it was. But it was. Was it the little girl? Because I think the original. I think the original was Heather O'Rourke. But I'm not uh-huh. sure. But I oh gosh now I'm just saying that she died and I don't know that she did uh,
0: (laughs) she's gonna listen to this podcast and be (laughs) and she's gonna email me be like you said I was dead
1: I'm sorry if you're not dead but I but I I thought maybe it was her but there definitely uh, you know there definitely was something um and the actors feel it too and I think that that's really interesting when um when the actors feel like wow this is so intense the material is so intense and the the subject matter is so intense that that you know the set could be haunted yeah we could be haunted and all these bad things can happen to us and um i think it's i mean i think it's really interesting when that happens mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: i mean i mean it's not happened to us so screw them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um let's uh let's talk about some uh since we we kind of uh talked about some some awesome practical effects Mm -hmm. let's uh let's try and think of some uh some great instances of where special effects Mm -hmm. were were done really well one thing that tends to stick out in my mind and it's probably just because i saw the conjuring movies Mm -hmm. recently for Mm -hmm. the first time um uh, particularly the second one i don't know if it was a mix between special and practical practical Mm -hmm. effects for the nun Mm-hmm. um the demon nun whatever the fuck that was oh my gosh yeah. uh scared the shit out of me like yeah. i uh I, I know Lindsay was teasing me earlier about watching movies at work but i saw this at work uh-huh. um during <laughs> <laughs> a slow day and i was like sitting in my seat and i was like <laughs> <laughs> just like so terrified please um, let
1: the n- lights not go out right now right like, that kind of thing
0: um but yeah like the the um like I said, I don't know if it was a mixture between practical effects, like if that was an actual person in costume mm-hmm. and they just kind of, you know, beefed it up a little bit um, in post-production. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, talk about like effective elements of psychological and physical terror. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the, the one particular scene that jumps out to me is like when she's kind of first introduced um, where uh what the the dude's wife mm-hmm. um i mean she's kind of she's kind of the one that deals with the nun right um and she like when she pops out of the mirror yes um that yes. was pretty crazy and then at the like the climax of the movie when uh she's it, i might be wrong but it's like she's shoving her out the window or something like that or um
1: yeah um
0: or she's getting like pushed out the window and uh she has the potential the little
1: girl and the husband are up there and the nun is up there as well. And then, um, uh, yeah. Then the wife comes up and, uh, she has to confront her. Yeah. She has to confront the nun. Yeah. This, this demon from her, uh, really her visions and her dreams and someone that she's been fearful of for a long time. Right. Well, it's interesting because her husband does a painting of the nun. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah, I mean that character is terrifying. And and she's and she's well done and, and I can't I, I do look at that and I think, okay, this was effective because it looks realistic. She has this like very demonic, satanic look to her face. And yeah. obviously you know like she's creepy as shit, but like <laughs> She still, I don't know. There, she's still believable. I think as a character, and yeah. so that that I can appreciate. It's when it goes too far, and it's just so unbelievable that I can't relate. Right. that The special effects start to bother me.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The there is uh, there is something to be said about um, <clears throat> when when they try and push like. There's a difference between pushing the uh, using too much effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, if they do that and they're good, that's one thing. But if they do that and the effects aren't that good and it's not very effective, mm-hmm. like it's not adding to the the element of horror, right. then you're just, yeah,
1: yeah. Then you're just doing it to be show offy, right? You know, you're they're, like, they're look how
0: much money we have for this movie. <laughs> exactly. That's basically what they're saying. Absolutely, um, it
1: feels like that. The yeah. art gets lost, and, right? And really, and. Pe- I'm sure people would disagree with me, but, um, horror movie, horror movies are very, very artistic and they're very thoughtful. And when they're done well, they're amazing. When they're done poorly, they're terrible. Oh yeah. And, it is,
0: it is a, a very polarizing genre, um, in, in that aspect mm-hmm. where, um, <clears throat> there is, uh, there's no room for middle ground. Yeah. Um, like you were saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, are there uh, particular um, aspects of horror movies that you find um, more uh, effective than others, like um, uh, like creepy children or mm-hmm. old women, <laughs> <laughs> or both,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all of the above? Yeah. Um, I do, I do appreciate a creepy child. Yeah, um, like in the Omen. Like in the Omen. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, Damien. You know, uh, Children of the Corn uh-huh. is one of my favorites because they're all creepy children. Um, uh, so I appreciate that. I uh, Pet Cemetery has just a creepy little toddler right. yeah um which you know i have a toddler who can be creepy not like that but you know right. so so i appreciate that too um but i i do i think children i think when children get possessed or children uh turn bad mm-hmm. um then there's nothing worse i mean it's just because you how do you fight a, a child you know how do you how, how do i think our minds aren't built to be able to understand how that works, you know. Right. What? How do I, you know? Especially in Pet Cemetery when the child is like two and a half or three. I mean, <clears throat> what am I supposed to do with that? I mean, he's got a knife in his hand. He's coming after me. I, you know, do I kick him? I don't know. I mean, kind of how I feel about Chucky. Chucky's like a doll. I mean, what do you do with that? You right. know, how do you, how do you fight that being a big adult person? You know, so I think it's even worse because. I feel we get conflicted and we don't want to hurt children, but they're bad. So right. do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But as audience members, we always have the right answer. Be yeah. like, kick
1: that fucker <laughs> in the head. Exactly. Pick him up by his head and shove him out the window. But, right. But, you know, and then, but the thing with me is I always try to put myself into um, the character's uh, position. And right. so what would I do? You know, could I retaliate against a knife-wielding toddler. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I would think that I could.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we... Uh, what a lot of people don't want to do <laughs> right. uh, when watching horror movies. I mean, that's like... Um, I guess what some people wouldn't consider part of the fun of watching it. Right. I mean, because then you have to start using your brain. Sure. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, it, it's so easy to be like, you know, you know, punt that fucker out the window. Yeah. But, I mean, if you like if that really is your kid, um, in real life and he's got a knife, you, of course you're, you're, you're going to be like, <sighs> He's probably not possessed.
1: Right. He probably
0: is just playing a game. Uh, Am I sure? Because I want to
1: be sure. Sure. He just tried (laughs)
0: to shove me down a flight of stairs (laughs) and he's holding a gun.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, you want to you'd 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 probably second guess, um, you know, what your next step would be. But so I think that that's definitely the scariest because, I mean, old women. Yeah. Old women are scary for sure. But I, I could I could. I could take out an old woman. You know, I feel like there's certain.
0: I feel like the old woman in Drag Me to Hell and the old woman from The Shining should get together and go bowling.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes.
0: Start a bowling <laughs> team of horrific old women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they could like rip off a, a button from jet ja- someone's jacket from the other team and like put a curse on them to where like every bowling ball would like go through the roof or oh something like that Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I I agree with you. Old those old women, yeah. They are they are something special. Um and and it's it, and that's that's definitely scary too. I mean, when we're talking the shining though. I mean, the shining is just
0: ugh, It's something it's else. It's in a league of its own. Yeah. Uh Stephen King would not agree with us. Um
1: sorry Stephen King, yeah. I do adore you but not not in this. I yeah, the shine, I I mean, and we we're can... we're talking like legit original Shining. Um Stanley Kubrick of course. Yeah. Um not Stephen King's intended the Shining.
0: Yeah, the one that Yeah, I uh, I was told that he was like, okay, uh, uh, like people came up to him. They're like, if you promise to stop bad mouthing um, the uh, the Stanley Kubrick uh, adaptation of your movie, we'll let you do. uh, We'll let you have like creative control over whatever you want. And so he did that. What eight part miniseries or whatever for for TV? I never even saw it. I uh, I I might have been too young or just. Not in the the capabilities to to be able to see it. Yeah, um I and, saw it. Yeah, it it was garbage.
1: I mean, you're not missing out. Okay. I mean, it's yeah, it's like seven parts too long. I mean, really, it, yeah. yeah. I, I, Stanley K. Richter's it was just
0: job. yeah, it was just done well the first time. It was exactly it's yeah. untouchable. I I think uh, I mean he had uh, a few problems with that movie. Um, I think one of them was he. He didn't agree with uh, the direction that they took Wendy's um, character with. Right. Um, he thought that she was too much of, <clears throat> too much of a whiner mm-hmm. in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and she wasn't like the strong female character that she was in the book. But, like I I haven't read the book. I don't know if you've read the book I or have. not. Okay, well <clears throat> I know that the the book and the movie are just they're not really fair to kind of compare to mm-hmm. each other that you just have to kind of take them both at mm-hmm. their own speed. Mm-hmm. But looking at the movie, which I have seen, um, like she seems to be a pretty strong character. Like she she basically takes over the whole like running of the um what was it the Overlook Hotel? Correct. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so, like so um Jack can, you know, write his book. Mm-hmm. Like he basically doesn't have to do anything. Like she's doing all that. And, you know, she's the one that's, you know, swinging the bat at his face when, you know, he's chasing her up the stairs. Um right. So, I mean, she didn't really come off to me as, you know, a weak female character. Yeah. Like, like maybe yeah. not strong in some sense, but um, she was definitely a strong enough female character for me.
1: Well, she's, her character, and, and Shelly Duvall is... Uh, not my favorite actress. <laughs> um, I don't think I've seen her in
0: anything else except that movie. Yeah,
1: I've seen her in a couple of things. Um, one of them she played like Mother Goose or something, which also should have been a horror movie, but it wasn't. It's actually something for children. But um, not good in that movie either. But she, uh, she's not my favorite actress. But um, she she may not – she's a survivor. She plays a survivor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, at first – you know the first half of the movie i think she comes across as you know just this like yes ma'am kind of kind of gal you know letting right. her husband uh walk all over her and and she she um but she takes care of her son she's the primary caregiver of their child and she protects her son and uh and she's a survivor i mean she survived jack um with all of his faults mm-hmm. before the overlook and then she, obviously she survives what happens there too? So, right. um, I agree with you. I think she is stronger than Stephen King probably gave her credit for. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm not exactly sure the other issues that he had with that movie. Um, I know it was more than just that.
1: Well, I think he even <clears throat> had a problem with Jack, the you know the character, okay. um, because and and I and I, I read about it a long time ago, and I, I forget exactly what was said, but
0: wasn't? Um, I mean. Sorry, go ahead. I no, was no, going to no, interject. Go um, I, uh, I, uh, you were just about to say something, and it reminded me uh, of something that I think I did read was that in the book, um, it's perceived that he gets psychotic over time. Yes. Okay. Was yes. that what you were going to say? Yes. Okay. Go and, ahead.
1: Yeah. So it, it's something to that nature, and I don't exactly remember what you know specifically was said, but yeah, it has something to do with the psychosis that Jack exhibits, right. and um, that. Uh, that he just—he's
0: basically like in the movie. You could tell, like in that first interview, like when he goes up to the hotel yeah. to interview with the the hotel owner. Yeah, like you could tell that he's like Lincoln Park, one step closer to the edge, and he's about to break.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. He he like, but that might also be like Jack Nicholson's you know demeanor too is like. Right. <laughs> right he seems
1: a little like there's something off to begin with right um i i agree with you and but i i thought that he he might not have been psych well he of course he got very visibly psychotic towards the end but Mm -hmm. um in the beginning you might not it might have been more subtle but i i still think like he started off that way i mean he started off as this even when they were in the car driving to the overlook and they're talking about cannibalism Mm -hmm. um and the donner party yeah and um they have this conversation and of course shelly duvall just i mean she sounds like such a moron um but you know they're having this conversation and i and i He's creepy, and there's something wrong with Jack, even in... Something
0: wrong with Jack. Something wrong with
1: Jack. (laughs) Even in that moment, you know, even that conversation, you just know that shit's going to go wrong. And so...
0: It's the way, like... (coughs) Excuse me. Um, It's the way that he's, like, answering... um, Uh, Danny's questions Uh like he's got like both hands on the steering wheel and you can almost see him like gripping the steering wheel like (coughs) like all right Danny I'm (laughs) kind of fucking sick of uh I can't do a good Jack Nicholson impression but uh, (laughs) I'm really really tired of answering your questions right now
1: oh yeah he's just on the verge when you
0: hear me typing down (laughs) here that means that I don't want to be interrupted I can't remember how that.
1: Oh, it's oh the best. So that's
0: so that's special effects,
1: right? Um, (laughs) Right there, you go. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: I, I told you, you know, we were gonna get uh, (laughs) off topic, and um, the fact that there's hardly a a topic to begin with. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, so uh, you want to talk about subgenres? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Do do you have a favorite subgenre? or uh is it not that easy do you have like multiple favorite subgenres
1: I do have multiple favorites okay. um you know i think uh culturally and really this has been over the past several years but cult- culturally um, zombies have been uh incredibly popular uh-huh. um i i mean back um the original um uh oh my gosh the original black and white not walking dead
0: <laughs> no, that's all I could think about is The Walking Dead. Weren't we trying to figure out uh, or, or decipher the difference between these movies earlier? Um, yeah. There's uh, Evil Dead and. Oh my gosh. Um, Everything's
1: dead. You know, there's Dead, Every Dead. Ringer. I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah. Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead. But, you know, since Night of the Living Dead, zombies have just been um, just so incredibly popular. And, right. you know, everybody's. I mean,. There's going to be the zombie apocalypse, right? That we're all getting ready for, which mm-hmm. is why I had LASIK surgery because I have to be ready when the zombies come. I can't be fumbling for my glasses and that type of thing.
0: Right, that makes sense. Um, yeah, is, is that, that way you told your LASIK surgeon? Pretty
1: much. Yeah, I said, look, sir, doctor, that I don't know if you know that this is coming, but it is. So we got to we got to take care of this now. Um, so. But, so zombies have always fascinated me. And mm-hmm. um, and then you have the zombies that are, like, super slow and, uh, you know, and then you have the ones that are, like, crazy fast.
0: Like in 21 and 28 Days Later. Yes. Which,
1: by the way, both amazing Or not, films. sorry,
0: I said... 20, eight, 28 tw- weeks. 20, 28 days and then 28 weeks later. Yes, which, Sorry, yeah. I just fucked that up. That's okay. And, and, and then fucking up my credibility. Yeah. <laughs> i find you highly credible um i uh, i like 28 weeks later a little bit better like i thought cillian murphy was great in the first one right um but i thought the score for the second one was awesome like just that dramatic like kind of really dark and depressing score to go along to to kind of pair with the tone of the movie um man i need to go rewatch that
1: because like oh, I, I so do good.
0: love a good zombie movie. Like I don't like all of them, but uh, I do I do like me a good zombie movie every once in a while.
1: Well, and then you have uh, so those are both excellent <clears throat> films. And my favorite personally in that genre that subgenre is um, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And there's something about um, the types of zombies that you encounter in that movie that are I th- that I think are very realistic, um, but yet contemporary and and you know because we have um uh uh, the capability of mixing humans with poisons you know our government is doing that right aren't they always doing some sort of experiment makes sense (laughs) um and there's that the underground umbrella company and all that so that that is very interesting to me that type of zombie film and then of course you have like zombie rednecks and zombie uh, you know these like Shaun of
0: the Dead is like one of my <laughs> favorite movies ever That's
1: a good one I love
0: it like yeah. um I I know uh you know we're we're we were going to talk later about um movies that aren't necessarily classified as horror mm-hmm. but have horror elements and that could be one like I don't I mean I guess Shaun of the Dead is more of a comedy mm-hmm. But um, I mean, there are parts where people die in that movie. Absolutely. Um, so you know that kind of adds to you know uh, some of the horror elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really funny. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so yeah,
1: um,
0: there's that. Uh, what other what other subgenres are you a fan? Of? Well,
1: we we mentioned we've talked about before like the hillbilly.
0: Yeah, the hillbilly horror.
1: Yeah, I, you know one of my favorite. And it, I'm not sure if it's actually a horror movie or not, but Deliverance.
0: Uh, I have never seen Deliverance, uh, oh, God. but it sounds horrifying.
1: So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It, it is. It's like the old school version of The Hills Have Eyes. Okay. Um, you know, just these terrifying hillbilly, redneck, inbred, you know, folks who are just, just looking to. Um,
0: fuck someone's terrifying. life up. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: just, uh, uh, destroy you emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they do. I mean, they just, they they break people down. And, um, and so it's definitely one of my favorites, but that, that's definitely old school. And then of course you have the hills have eyes, which, yeah. um, is just very creepy, especially when you do a road trip and you're yeah. like, Oh no, it's in the hills, you know, cause that's where the creepy people live. Yeah. <laughs> they have <laughs> eyes. They're watching me.
0: Um, I, uh, are there, was there an older Hills Have Eyes? And then, uh, I, like, cause I saw the one that came out and I guess it was the mid to late 2000s. Um, I saw mm-hmm. that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but. Which is
1: pretty terrifying.
0: Yeah. I remember it being pretty scary.
1: And then there's Wrong Turn. I mean, there were so many that kind of came after yeah. that. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> There was an original Hills Have Eyes.
0: Yeah. And then there's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, Which admittedly I just saw for the first time. um, And it was kind of silly. Like the the very first scene when they like let out the uh, the dude in a wheelchair like to go take a piss. um, And like just a random truck drives by (laughs) and like like he like flips out and he like flies out of his wheelchair and tumbles down the hill. Like I was laughing my ass. when <laughs> I was like, what is happening?
1: Why is this so funny right now? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but like kind of like the climax where, um, she thought that she finally found shelter from the chainsaw wielding, uh, leather face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that it's what the dad, right? Yep. Um, and uh so she he basically brings her back and they're like having dinner and that scene was kind of silly to me but i can see like at the time that being um uh it kind of used to add to the elements of psychological terror is uh, yeah um like putting yourself in that position of like helplessness and hopelessness and yep. you're tied to a chair that has actual hands on it absolutely um so yeah, um I uh yeah, that was that was just my reaction to that movie. It was I was like it's kinda silly. Like the opening like um like credit crawl, not like credits but um like the the dialogue mm-hmm. where it's like this is the story of the chainsaw master. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, holy shit, like I didn't realize we were we were we were doing this. Yeah. That was uh so that kinda I thought that was kinda cool to get you in the the right mindset
1: well it felt like a documentary yeah which um for sure when we think of documentaries we think of truth right you know truth reality and so i love movies that start off that way uh or based on a true story you know and then they kind of go through the history um because it really it it's supposed to feel realistic Mm -hmm. good horror movies are supposed to feel realistic and if it sets up the Expectation of hey, this is real, this actually happened, these folks are real, these victims are real, then you know you can definitely put yourself in their position, and yeah, that's what does make it scary,
0: yeah. Um, what uh, about
1: Devil's Rejects?
0: Uh, yeah, that is that's like Rob Zombie has his own like genre of horror, yeah, and I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> um, like it, it's not slasher, um, I mean, I guess. The closest you can consider it is just like gore, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it almost could be classified as like hillbilly horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it
1: feels very um, like Hills Have Eyes slash Texas Chainsaw Massacre slash yeah. I mean, just this group of of family members who are really in cahoots. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's really scary too about some of those movies is because you have the incest part. Yeah. Um, They're all family, you know, and so you escape one just to get into the arms of another, you know, and and the sheriff is in on it and the dad is in on it and the brother.
0: Yeah, it's a really fun way to tell a horror movie story, because instead of getting your viewpoint from uh, the victims, Mm -hmm. you're getting the viewpoint from like the murders, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is a really creative way to tell a story. Um, Did you see the his. um, uh was it Halloween remake I did you did you like that I did i I liked it too um I uh, I thought it that it was pretty cool oh it
1: was great I, I think the way that they portrayed um Michael Myers mm-hmm. uh his character he was I very mean, tall it was,
0: yeah <laughs> he was like nine feet tall in that yeah and,
1: like, I mean it was scary yeah. it was and that goes again back to like kids be you know, the scariness of, of, of kids that become killers because right. here's this little boy who, yeah. Okay. His family is kind of messed up, but he, um, he just all of a sudden kind of just snaps and, mm-hmm. and just, that's it. You know, he just like murders everybody. And, um, there's something r- particularly horrifying about that, about yeah. when kids kill like that. Um, and then, yeah, he turns into this ginormous, you know, Staten larger monster. than life. Yeah. <laughs> uh mask loving mental patient who right.
0: just yeah who's yeah I, re- I think it was danny trejo who's in yes that movie <laughs> yes. uh for a second um and like danny Trejo's a pretty big dude uh-huh. um and i just remember him like towering over him oh, yeah. and i was like all right well he's huge yeah <laughs> so absolutely yeah, yeah. um I'm trying to think of some sub-genres that I really like. Um, I, I really like sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: like alien type stuff?
0: Yeah, I really... Uh, like, we were talking about VHS earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, on our uh, list of, you know, movies that, you know, we really like. You know, the classic and contemporary. And I think my favorite um, anthology um story from vhs was i think it was the very last one um that had to do with like the alien invasion Mm -hmm. do you remember that Mm -hmm. one yeah Mm -hmm. where it's just like it starts out simple enough where um the uh you know it's like a a, like a big sleepover with like the little boys and then like i think his sister is like having some friends over something like that and it just escalates quickly yeah just like with all these sounds and stuff and the fact that it's kind of filmed like a, like a found footage type mm-hmm. thing, which um, is also another kind of polarizing um, genre or subgenre within horror, right. is that sometimes uh, found footage isn't really done that well. But there are plenty of times where I think it's very effective. Like I know Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. was. It's kind of like the. It was one of the very first found footage movies. It was like it kind of sets the the landscape for um for all the found footage movies to come after right, it. Right. Um, and that movie was also polarizing. Like people either loved it or hated it. And if they hated it, they probably hated it because they got sick, um, because like of the shaky
1: Cloverfields? cam. Cloverfields. Did you see Cloverfield? Uh, yes. So that was kind of one of those where um, you could get motion sickness from physically watching it. Yeah. Um, but there's paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I uh, I happen to really like that franchise. I
1: absolutely do too. Okay,
0: I particularly like the third one. Uh-huh. I know that's kind of specific, mm-hmm. um, but part of it is the uh, is because. It takes place in California. Yes. (laughs) Um, I I think they they all take place in California. They do. San Diego Um,
1: specifically.
0: Yeah. um, But the house that they're living in, Uh in the third one, looks so much like the house that I used to live in. Um, Just like how, you know, they have like closet doors that were all like full length mirrors. And it's just the aesthetic was very like late 80s, early 90s feel to it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's just a couple of scenes in that movie that I remember just scaring the shit out of me when I went to go see it in theaters um like the whole suspense of setting the camera on top of the oscillating fan yes um and just the suspense of like it going just back and forth and like like just shaking in your seat waiting to see what's going to happen yeah. when when it comes back like you see it, it kind of follows her to go answer the door and she opens it and no one's there and she comes back and all the furniture and all the appliances and stuff yep. are missing from the kitchen. And it's just all fucking fly down from the ceiling. I was yep. like, ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you know what's so powerful about that type of use of technology mm-hmm. um, is that we as a society – it's, we're all about um, and we talked a little bit a bit about the voyeuristic, but we love to get everything on film right We love to have our security cameras set up in our house. We love to um, whenever someone robs a liquor store like check that security footage, mm-hmm. um, we use our iPhones and, and we film everything and to be to, to have something be filmed and then seemingly innocent, and then to go back and look at it and see something incredibly creepy and disturbing happen, I mean that is like that can give you chills. Yeah. Um, especially like you were saying with the panning of the of, of the um the, the camera, camera yeah. and and just there's nothing there and everything seems normal and then all of a sudden it's not.
0: You yeah, know? yeah. Because when the camera pans back to the kitchen for for just a second, you're like. Like what is she looking at? Because you can see her like looking at the kitchen, like right. very bewildered. And you're like, like what is she looking at? And then you realize that everything's missing, like the kitchen table, like all the appliances are yeah. uh, gone from the counters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like the scene where like the girls are like playing upstairs, uh-huh. and she's like walking the banister, and then she just jumps down, and you're like, what? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that is that that's a, that's scary. That yeah. is scary, and I appreciate that series a
0: yeah. lot. Um, yeah, the turn that that movie makes, where they uh, um, they go to they take the girls to what their grandmothers, and the dudes' the grandmas, like yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it's basically just a coven. Yeah, <laughs> where exactly. Where they're like, "We're so glad you came. We've been <laughs> expecting you." <laughs> Now it's time to uh, eat your soul. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I know. And it's and it's like, what? I, what? But then it makes sense because it kind of ties it all back into mm-hmm. um, really the first two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's um I, I can't remember if is that kind of where it, it that whole story arc died off was the third one or did it kind of continue after that? Because I know there's there's been a paranormal activity for and then there's kind of been like a couple others after that. Um, like just recently in the past couple of years Mm -hmm. that were, I don't know if. (laughs) Disappointing.
1: Sorry. No. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I didn't see them like they, I think they're on Amazon prime. Uh Um, and I was looking at them trying to figure out if I wanted to watch them to Mm kind of get me in the right headspace for this episode. Uh And I was like, they seem like they could be good, but also at the same time, very disappointing. Yeah.
1: Pretty disappointing. Um, I think the last uh one I
0: saw was the one that came. Was it after three? It was the one. Um,
1: in the apartment complex.
0: Um, it was the one where uh, the girl was chatting with, uh, doing the the video chat with her boyfriend. I think. I might be. <sighs> I hope I'm not thinking of a different movie.
1: You're totally thinking of it. No, I I don't know. You might be thinking of that movie. I'm trying to I'm trying to think because there's one where um, they're in an apartment complex. Okay. And um. And there's some disappearances, and it's it's definitely after the third one, and it's terrible. Uh, Um, and I've tried to watch. I think you're right. The after the third, it's it seems a little unrelated. The first three, um, the third one ties everything together. Um, they make sense chronologically. They mm -hmm. they um reference each other, and then it's like after that, they just don't. They're they're they seem unrelated. Right, the, the ones that follow.
0: Um, yeah, it, it seems like after that, when, when, when you, the, the filmmakers decide to make more, but unrelated to the original storyline, they're just cashing in on the money machine. Absolutely. Um, and
1: nothing pisses me off more. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I, I can imagine being a horror movie purist, um, you know, just using it for financial gain instead mm-hmm. of actually caring about the, the final product that right. comes from it. And what's interesting
1: <clears throat> is directors and actors that are a part of horror and sci-fi, um, they have to have a passion mm. because it is so specific and it's just not everybody's cup of tea. And I feel like, the the especially the directors, that that's their thing. I mean, they have to care. So when a movie's churned out and it's just like a complete piece of shit – that it, it just it in and, and so synthetic. It there's nothing worse and I and I feel like um like the just nobody cared about the film. Mm-hmm. Um and and those those types of films should just go away unless yeah. they're there to, to show us how good all the other ones are. Um but they but I, I really feel like the actors and the directors that produce good films, good horror films, um th- they have to be obsessed and right. they have to be passionate oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Especially to play those kinds of roles mm-hmm. that are disturbing, that can be disturbing.
0: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> let's. Uh, one of my favorite subgenres is like psychological horror. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and this is a perfect uh, opportunity for us. Uh, like, and I'm talking like, um, uh, what do we say? Uh, like the Alfred Hitchcock movies, like uh-huh. um, like Rear wind or Rear Window or do you know what i'm talking about Uh it's when he breaks his legs it also has it's jimmy stewart um and uh he breaks his legs and he uh oh fuck what's the name of that movie oh my god i'm gonna have to look it up um (laughs) but yeah that and uh psycho like the birds uh and the birds um yeah rear window um has uh james stewart and, uh, Grace Kelly, basically he, he breaks his legs and, um, he's, so he's in a wheelchair and, uh, he, uh, it's kind of like, uh, Disturbia, the okay. the movie with Shia yes. LaBeouf where yes. he gets, uh, <laughs> a, a, but, but. Much better okay. um, where he, he basically spends his entire time like spying on all his neighbors. And so he's like, he knows exactly when they do stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, at what specific times of the day. And uh, it's been so long since I've seen it, but he he sees like something go down. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he's kind of like suspecting that there's something fishy going on in his uh, old neighborhood. There's um,
1: that voyeurism
0: again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, what I was talking about, Perfect Opportunity, um, the new It movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure we can maybe talk about that for a few minutes because mm-hmm. that's kind of the latest um, horror movie to come out that's worth a goddamn. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean. In years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's talk about It okay. for a few minutes. Okay. Um, so we both liked it. Um, or loved it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I still have yet to see the original. Um, yeah. and I've been told that it's, it's both scary and it still holds up. And then other people have said, Oh, it's, it's kind of silly. Um, what, what are your feelings on that? Like the original, like, do you feel like it still holds up?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe it's because I saw it, um, uh so soon after it came out that um it terrified me right and um again if you are putting it maybe just looking at it at face value you may not think it's that terrifying but if you're putting it in context and you're actually putting yourself in the character's positions um I mean, it's it's unbelievably frightful. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of it, the problem with the original It is that some of it can seem a little bit slow and okay. um, you forget that you're watching a horror movie. Hmm. But that's a good thing yeah. because then when there is this like creepy, scary scene, you're like, oh my God, what yeah. the hell? Right. You know, they're at the library, they're joking around, they open the refrigerator and their friend's head is in the refrigerator. And it's <laughs> like, what? What? You know, I mean, it's those types of moments where, um, or my favorite is when they're at dinner and uh, the friends are all together and there's this, like, happy, upbeat music and they're telling jokes and not literally throwing peanuts at each other, but figuratively throwing peanuts at each other and, hey, man, yeah, you know, hey, woo, catch this, and... That type of thing. And, and then all of a sudden, just like they open their fortune cookies and just the creepiest shit happens. Mm. And, you know, baby chickens that are bleeding come out of this fortune cookie. And, you know, it's it's creepy and it's terrifying and it's because you weren't really expecting it. So right. that's what's amazing about that movie. But okay. I could see some people thinking, oh, most of it is so boring and uneventful. But mm. that's what makes the rest of it so brilliant. Okay are those
0: moments. Cool. I'll I'll do you do you own it on I do, but unfortunately it's again on it's one of those
1: VHSers. Yeah, I have <sighs> I need quite to, the collection. <laughs> uh,
0: have you made it out to McKay's bookstore? Since I have you not moved here? Okay. but I've heard about it. Yeah, I, I you might have heard about it from me. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I talk about it often. Um yeah, it's a great uh, new and used bookstore. It's a great place to um fund parties and stuff uh-huh. because I funded my birthday party. One year by just selling a bunch of random stuff that I didn't need anymore. Um, But yeah, maybe I can find a VHS um, player there. Yeah.
1: Um, We used to have a dual one and we might somewhere in the garage. Oh, fancy. I know, right? Yeah. We're like, whoa, we can play two things. Um, So, but I I do have a a lot of my horror movies are in VHS. And I remember when blockbuster which i don't or maybe it was even the warehouse like they Mm -hmm. you used to rent videos from from blockbuster and the warehouse and i think the warehouse went out of business maybe blockbuster might still be around somewhere but they would sometimes sell their vhs tapes and i would buy them if they were horror
0: like
1: with my you know like babysitting money or whatever Mm -hmm. and so i have a lot of the old school like tales from the crypt and that kind of thing on vhs so it is on VHS. It's on two VHS tapes. Right, yeah. Um, yeah because it's, it's
0: pretty long, right? It's
1: it, just that long. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. What is it,
0: like three or four hours?
1: It's probably close to four. Yeah, yeah maybe three or four. Because it was like or a,
0: a, originally like a, a TV miniseries. It was. Or the, right? Yep. it okay.
1: was. And that can kind of throw you off, too, because some of the breaks for commercial mm-hmm. are totally inappropriate. Yeah. So when you're watching the movie, it's like, Wow, that was an odd place to break for commercial. Right. So that can be a little distracting too. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're just again putting yourself in the actors' positions or the characters' positions, it's it's terrifying. I right,
0: mean, clowns um, often are. Yeah. Come um, from the sewer. Well, I without seeing the first one, the uh-huh. original, um, I was a huge fan of the reboot or remake uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought they did an awesome job casting Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. Um, I've seen interviews with him, like with Conan, Mm -hmm. um, and man, that fucking smile that he does is so good. Like
1: just, I know it's unreal.
0: Yeah. Um, and the parts that were utilized with him to be, to be horrific, um, like the whole shaky like yeah. thing that he does like that was terrifying and like when he comes up from the water uh-huh. that was terrifying and like the the whole opening scene uh, with him in, in the sewer drain mm-hmm. um, talking to Georgie uh-huh. um, like I thought that was so well done as an opening scene yeah. um, especially like with him like laughing with him like oh, yeah. you know trying to get him like oh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just goes serious face and yeah. Georgie's like what the fuck is happening?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's stranger danger at like its yeah. purest form. Yeah. I mean, and, and what's interesting about that particular scene is that, you know, he, here's this, this kid who's playing with his boat, you know, and here's this clown in a, in a sewer drain. And he, the clown is, is almost endearing. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic. Um, and yet like he's creepy as shit, but, but they're holding a somewhat normal conversation, as if like a child were to talk to a car that were to stop by, or you know, a child talking to like the ice cream man or something like that. Yeah. Um, where uh, it's a totally, it's creepy, but it's a totally realistic situation that a child could have, aside from the clown in the dream. But I mean, just meeting a stranger and oh, I shouldn't talk to you. Oh, but he's making me laugh. Oh, yeah. But he's it almost. My boat.
0: Yeah, it's almost. It, it seems like um like if you if you were to sit down with like your 7 or 8 year old kid mm-hmm. uh and watch that mo- watch the movie and, and this scene in particular it almost seems like the parent would find it more horrifying than the kid would be sure. because imagining your kid like talking to some like dude dressed as a clown um in a sewer uh his <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> um
0: so yeah, uh that's that kind of goes, you know, back to, you know, um you know, what you know, watching horror movies at a at a younger age, um, you know, one of the things that could happen um absolutely
1: and i wasn't afraid of clowns when i was little
0: i was neither clown like i know i i talked to several people like when you know the the marketing for the movie was insane like mm-hmm. and all the hype and everything it seems like everyone was talking about it mm-hmm. um right before it came out and while it was out mm-hmm. and everyone was just like oh my god just drop whatever you're doing uh <laughs> you know, and ra- raid your bo- <laughs> uh, your penny jar uh, if you have to and go see the movie yeah. um and i'm so glad that i did uh and um uh, I, and I had something that I was going to go, uh, did, did you have a particular scene from the movie that you liked most? Because I, I definitely have a scene that, that was my favorite.
1: Well, you tell me yours. Um,
0: it was the projector scene oh, when he, yes. when they're flipping through the projector and yeah. they're like, turn it off, turn it off. And of course, you know, it's spinning on its own sure, sure. and all of a sudden he jumps out of the projector and. Uh, but I mean, it's not, it's, he's like giant yeah. and like that scared the shit out of me, yeah. like both psychologically and like, as, as far as jump scares, like, you know, we, we can talk all day about how, uh, jump scares are such a cop out in uh-huh. horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, they, you can get anyone with a jump scare, sure. Sure. um, yeah but to combine that, uh, with like psychological and right. physical terror, um, you know, it can be used, you know, effectively.
1: Absolutely, and um, that's a really good point. Because yeah. Because that's a prime example of it being used well. Yeah. Where ninety-nine percent of the time, it's not used well. Right. It 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 does serve a purpose though, because mm-hmm. we do we do like to, be scared. Um, well, I do. I, maybe not everybody, but we do. We do have a, a physical reaction to boo, you know. Yeah. Um. And so those types of scares, I think, definitely serve a purpose. But in that particular instance, it's it's brilliant. It's super effective, and it works. Right. Um, Would
0: you say that that's your favorite scene, or do you have a different one?
1: Oh, you know. Um.
0: I mean, you don't have to have a favorite scene. Yeah, I just wanted to say that that was my favorite scene I in the movie. I think
1: my favorite scene. And really, I prefer it more in the original, so when you see it, we can talk about it more. But the scene um, in the bathroom with the blood
0: that was so good I, yeah. I, I i totally forgot about that scene um but even remembering it I still think that the projector scene uh-huh. was good yeah but that's the scene that I thought of um uh when I wanted to talk about like practical effects versus right. special effects right. because it really seemed like they found a way to pump fake blood up through the uh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> through the, through the uh, sink drain. yeah
1: and they do it Equally well in the original. Yeah. Um, I think the most terrifying part of that scene for me is um, that there's all this blood. Mm-hmm. And yet her daddy can't see it. Right. He comes in and he's like, what's wrong, baby girl? What's, you know, and he's talking to her and she's just like shaking. And um, that to me is just the worst. Because when you, to, to, to be a child, and I remember this um not that i had a scene like that but sure. i remember being a child and having like something happen or seeing something that i thought was odd and grown ups don't believe you mm-hmm. and you think okay did that really happen can grown ups just not see certain things um you know it, that that's so scary it's such a scary feeling to have someone not believe you when you're seeing something and then you think you're crazy am i crazy you know did does my dad just not believe me? You know what? So that was definitely my favorite scene, really from both.
0: Right. Um, because of that aspect. Did you hear about the theory where um, the fact that tricks are for kids um, and the fact that they're not shapes anymore is because we're adults now and we can't see the shapes? That's, no. That's the reason why they are, uh, they're all just circles, kind of like kicks?
1: No. No, but that's fascinating.
0: <laughs> it's just this random meme that I came across <laughs> on the internet, uh, where it's it was one of those like headcanon type mm-hmm. things, where it's like, what if? Because uh, you know, uh, few whenever this happened years ago, a few years ago, I can't remember. You know, th- I mean, if you remember, tricks used to be like little shapes. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I th- I think they were in the sh- shape of fruits or something like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Whatever. They <laughs> they, they were. were in they were in individual shapes. Yeah. Um and not just like circles like right, they are now. Right. Um and the meme was like you know what if uh the um what if tricks are all the same uh, they're all just circles now because we're adults and tricks are really for kids, and I was like, hey, wait what? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? Really? <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, uh, <laughs> I think I need to go lie down for for forty five minutes. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. uh, seriously. Yeah. Well, um,
1: and that goes back to babies and kids and stuff seeing things that we don't see as adults. And at what point do you stop being able to see things like that? Right. And even in paranormal activity with the baby – you know, babies are are and children too are are in especially in horror movies notoriously perceptive, and um, they're going to see the ghost before you do. You know, and mm-hmm. they're gonna. Um, that's why kids get possessed all the time, right? I guess because they can see things we can't see as adults. So, at what point do you lose the ability to to see and feel those things? Right. Um, but that's really interesting and really creepy. that's, yeah. that's creepy too. It's a um, creepy tricks thing.
0: Was uh was her dad in that uh, in the original like the abusive? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, I, I wasn't yeah. sure if he was like abusive, uh, like he was in the new one.
1: I think it's a little bit more, if I can remember correctly, more implied. Although you can tell. I mean, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely abusive. But mm-hmm. I think in the in the newer version, um. Uh, or the newer adaptation, it's, um, I mean, he, you, I mean, it's very obvious that this guy is like super creep. Right. Um, and in the older one, I think it's a little bit more nuanced. a little bit sure. more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Although he, he does, I think, strike <clears throat> her a couple of times, but, um, so yeah, but he's, the character is very similar.
0: Cool. I think, yeah. Um, what other sub genres, um, uh, you want to talk about, um, what, what can we classify the ring as? Cause that's yeah, one of yeah. my favorite contemporary horror movies. I mean, sure. I know it's, I mean, it's going on what, like 18 years old. I mean, it's getting up there, but I still yeah. consider it contemporary because it's past the turn of the century. Right. Um, and I, I just recently rewatched it and it, uh, like it still looks like it could have been done yesterday Absolutely. Uh, as far as the, the special effects and stuff. And that's, um, you know, kind of going back to our special effects talk is that that's um, I mean, pretty much all the the horrific elements of that movie, as far as visuals go, I mean, almost all of it was. Um, computer generated, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a perfect instance of it being done very well right. um, to, to add to, you know, the, the horror of the movie.
1: Right. It feels seamless yeah. in the ring. And, I mean, I would say that it was, it's more, um, like, supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the girls, like, crawling out of TVs and that kind of right. thing. Um, normal stuff. Normal stuff, yeah, what, what, what girls, you know, dead girls do, so... <laughs> um but yeah i mean and the ring is so there's nothing else like it you know yeah. it
0: was so it was Except so, the Japanese original
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except Ringu right? right which is Yeah <laughs> <right>. <laughs> which is exactly like it um actually i don't i did see Ringu i think at one point and yeah. is that I, I don't remember so it couldn't have been that good oh, okay. cuz i'm not i'm not 100% sure i I can't really remember but um but I did see it because I was interested. Yeah,
0: in... I know the US kinda had a, a short stint where we were um we created the bandwagon of reimagining Japanese movies. Yes. Not just uh not just horror, but like a lot of Japanese um folklore. Lo- and... Yeah, like good movies. Um uh, Old Boy is uh it's it's not a horror movie, um, but that was a very popular Japanese action movie and uh the uh, they redid it with Josh Brolin and someone. It wasn't nearly as good as the original, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're into action movies or if Travis is into action movies, you should mm-hmm. definitely see that one.
1: I'm definitely not, but
0: no? tra- <laughs> Travis might <Okay, cool. laughs> be. Alright, well good talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I probably won't ever see that movie.
0: Alright, well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, but going you're back, right. Yeah, going back to the ring.
1: Yeah, no, so there, there and there's that fascination because we um, we have a fascination with the other, um, I think, and the other in quotations. Mm-hmm. And um, Japanese uh, uh, films are so—they're terrifying anyway, mm-hmm. um, in their own right. And then, and and we're and and it's so it's so different from what we're used to. So when we have something like The Ring come out, it's like it blows our minds, you right. know, because. Um, Japanese horror filmmakers terrify in a very different way uh-huh. and, um, and, and they, they don't use the typical shock value but what's also interesting too is that they do base a lot of their films on like folklore and right. storytelling and superstition mm-hmm. so um, I could definitely see The Ring as like more of a supernatural superstition type yeah, because
0: there is the whole like you know seven days aspect, right? Where, where you can, I mean, it, and the movie even starts out with, um you know, them talking about like the you know watching the movie, and they're like talking about it as a superstitious mm-hmm. tale, right? And they both get each other with the whole like you know, uh, like did did you watch it? No, I didn't really watch it, yeah. but you know, she actually did watch right, it, right? Right. Um, Like, especially when the phone rings and they're like, oh, my God. And she answers it. And she's just got like this blank look on her face for a solid 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And she hands it to her her friend. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, hey, mom. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Gotcha. And then
0: whoops. Actually,
1: right. <laughs> a few minutes later. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Grudge is very mm-hmm. similar.
0: Um, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but I, I remember yeah. having a, a similar reaction to mm-hmm. the Grudge. Um, yeah, really and liking that one.
1: Just highly, highly superstitious. Just um, and and people don't like to talk about it. You know, nobody likes to talk about it, and um. And I think that's what makes it scary too. When things are, when superstition or folklore is so hush hush that people are afraid to even mention the name. Don't say the name of the monster or whomever (laughs) Is that a Lord of the Rings thing?
0: Voldemort? That's from Harry Potter.
1: Okay, I haven't watched Harry Potter. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. All right, Shauna.
0: No. uh, We said she was credible for horror movies. not for popular children and adult uh magic stuff. Yeah, I so. I'm
1: sorry. I've heard it's amazing. I I know I have friends that watch it. Is that yeah. does that count?
0: Right. <laughs> no, when when you said like when you're not even supposed to say their name, I was like Voldemort cuz like there's multiple parts uh of uh, Harry Potter where um where Harry Potter himself um you know, and his friends, they bring up the whole um Like we should be saying his name um, because, uh, you know, there's certain times where like people believe that he's dead and that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no way he could come back. And, um, you know, they're they're starting to believe that he could come back Mm -hmm. and and then he is coming back. And um, Harry's philosophy is that if we start saying his name, then um, it makes him less of a threat. Yes. And more of this tangible person right. that, um, you know, you could overcome.
1: And that's what's so interesting about Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's what a big gives trope him in that power movie. is to think about him. Yeah. And to talk about him. Because when everybody forgot, then he was just in the dreams and nobody. But then talking about him, um, um, being afraid, that fed him. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because... Um, acknowledging a particular demon or monster can sometimes give them power and then sometimes it can do the opposite and it can you know weaken them or make them like you said more tangible mm-hmm. you know more of like this hey he's not this like scary mythical guy he's like an actual guy that we can defeat right you know? So even though I haven't seen the series <clears throat> yet
0: um, you, you're you're fine you, <laughs> you got. but you, I will and
1: I'll love it. I'll love it
0: <laughs> for, for people that are like, Listening and, like, throwing their fists in the air, like, in anger. Like, how could you not see Harry Potter? Relax. Take a chill pill. She has uh, three kids. Um, so just, just relax, okay?
1: And my husband is a huge fan. And yeah. And so- he's been,
0: like... Like forcing her against yes. her will to yes. watch these damn movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like
1: switching the channel when I'm not looking. And I'm like, <laughs> what's that? Who's that? You know, yeah. and, and the, the magical hat or whatever. The, the,
0: <sighs> the sorting hat? <laughs> the sorting hat
1: Who tells me what family I'm in? So sometimes I catch glimpses. Of I'm going to be
0: so like... proud when you finally finish them all <laughs> and get to the point. Where you call me or Lindsay up and be like, guess what house I was just sorted into.
1: <laughs> right. I knew I was the house of the snakes that can talk in snake tongue. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no! <laughs>
1: Shock value. Well, what are you doing? I'm talking it's okay. to the people. We can
0: cut this part out.
1: Okay. I'm talking to the people. Honey, I'll come down in a minute, baby.
0: Yeah, we're almost done.
1: Boo. That was appropriate. <laughs> ah! Oh no.
0: <laughs> um yeah, so uh so yeah, Harry Potter, that's a, that's a horror movie, right?
1: Yeah, right? I mean, I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um let's uh let's close it out with uh talking about some movies uh that aren't necessarily classified as horror but have horror elements to them. Uh-huh um did did you make a, a a note of any movies that you thought of
1: um that i thought of or i stole from you no <laughs> uh either or <laughs>
0: um i mean th- uh, that you uh, like you can name one that you stole from me mm-hmm. but you have your own thoughts on
1: okay well we talked about um
0: because i have i i have one or two that i listed off that i know you said uh you hadn't seen so i can talk about those
1: okay well, I know we talked about uh Donnie Darko.
0: Yes. Um yeah, that uh, uh we were talking about how that's it's almost like like thriller sci-fi mm-hmm. um but that fucking bunny, man. He's Oh man,
1: that bunny. Yeah.
0: Why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? Why are you wearing that stupid man suit?
1: <laughs> You're like what? Uh
0: and that movie actually I think just celebrated one of its anniversaries. Um I think it might have been its 17th anniversary i think it came out in 2000 2001 um it, it just popped up on my time hop where it was like donnie darko you know it's like happy birthday yeah basically <laughs> um it has jake jill and holland he's super young yeah um and it actually has his sister maggie Gyllenhaal yes. in holland it too for a couple seconds yeah yep. um but yeah uh there are uh I think one thing that adds to the horror element of that movie is the score. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier with scores adding to, you know, mm-hmm. um, almost being a character of itself Absolutely. in the movie. Um, just that won't, 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 won't. I mean, it. I can't really do it justice. <laughs> um, but I
1: can't either. So
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, you know, and anyone else that's seen the movie knows exactly what we're yeah. talking about. That, uh, that kind of... It repeats itself multiple times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just adding to the whole, like, oh, my God, like, what the hell is what happening? What is
1: going on? Yeah. And and I think, too, um, you know, Jake Jill, Gyllenhaal did an amazing job. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just that kind of acting blows my mind away. It's when you forget that they're actually actors yeah. and, and he just is, he's brilliant. And his reaction, I think is very, makes it, uh, makes it scary. Mm-hmm. His reaction to everything. um, And, and yeah, the bunny, I mean, that's the bunny is terrifying and the bunny. I still think about the bunny. Yeah.
0: Um, that would be an amazing Halloween costume it to have, really would. which is, uh is actually surprising that I uh, haven't ever seen like, I mean, not surprising that I haven't seen like trick or treating because it's a little scary for kids. Um, (laughs) But I've been to multiple like uh, conventions, like anime conventions and uh, geek conventions, Mm -hmm. and I've never seen anyone cosplay as the bunny from Donnie Darko. And I know that the costume exists out there somewhere. I've never personally researched, but I know it's someone has had to make this costume and sell it to someone. Okay, Um,
1: so that's
0: what we're doing. We're making the costumes. Just be two bunnies.
1: Just two, just crazy bunnies.
0: Two bunnies that own the town. Yeah,
1: (laughs) doing what bunnies do. Right, right?
0: and uh, we'll just hope that someone's like, "What are you doing wearing that stupid bunny costume?" And be like, "Why are you wearing that stupid man costume?" (laughs) That would be the, the ultimate.
1: And if nobody asks, we'll like write it on a piece of paper and we'll just shove it in someone's face and ask us because we'll have to use that line. Yeah, but we should do that. That would be interesting. That would be be cool. Yeah.
0: Um, a good transition from Donnie Darko. Um, would be. Um, have you seen Nocturnal Animals yet? It's. I have not. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It also has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Um, it's uh for any for you and anyone listening, it's uh currently on HBO Go um so you can check it out that way um if you can't you should rent it uh find a place to rent it or buy it um like blockbuster oh god God bless blockbuster i miss i miss them so much um anyways uh jake dylan hall he was in nocturnal animals so was amy adams and uh a bunch of other people and it's um it's not necessarily a horror movie. Uh, you could almost consider it like an art house type film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, it, it, kind of takes place in three, three different timelines that, uh, kind of interweave throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one is like the current, current day, uh, with, um, Amy Adams. Um, and she's divorced from Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Um, and they met in college and, He wanted to be a writer really bad, and she's now a, uh, of course, they're now divorced, and she's like, I think, an art curator, Mm -hmm. Um, and a very successful one, because she lives in a really nice house, Um, and the movie kind of opens up where, you know, she's doing her job or whatever, and Jake Gyllenhaal finally sends her, um, he sends her a script that he's been working on for a really long time, and she starts to read it. And that's the second part of the movie that kind of interweaves it throughout the movie is that she's reading it, but like it, you know, plays out like part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the third part of the movie is them, like their relationship early on, Mm -hmm. like when they met in college. Um, but the middle part where like she's reading the actual book is Mm -hmm. to me the most interesting because it's like a metaphor for, um, their relationship, how, Certain things happened in their relationship, um, and he uses death to symbolize um, the end of their relationship um, in in the story. It just in in a fantastic way. Um, So. I definitely suggest um, seeing this movie um, if you're a fan of drama and horror and stuff like that. It, it definitely, it's not a horror movie, but it has some horrific elements to it.
1: That's awesome. So not in the classic sense, but... Right. The, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, like I said, it, it's more of like a like a, a, a weird art house type movie. Mm-hmm. The, the opening credit sequence is so fucking bizarre. Um, it's just like three gigantic overweight obese women totally naked doing like these slow motion dances but they're wearing like marching band hats and like twirling batons but they're like completely naked and it's so weird and like I started watching this movie at work another movie that I watched watched at work um, on a slow day yeah on a slow day of course <laughs> um and like I had it up full screen because I just went on went on lunch and so I uh started watching it I had it on full screen and I like I think I was like opening up like my sandwich or something like that. And I looked up and just boom like naked women on the screen. I was like, Fuck! <laughs> like trying to like minimize, close it. Yeah, and luckily like pretty much everyone around me had already gone to lunch. Perfect. Uh so no one saw me staring at obese naked women.
1: Which really uh, set the tone for the yeah, rest of the movie.
0: Yeah. I, I really don't understand what that has to do with the rest of the movie. Um, and, and that really doesn't go into spoiler territory because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm serious. I really honestly don't understand what it has to do with the rest of the movie. So if you do, I'll let uh, you know. Yeah, you can let me know. If anyone else that's listening has an idea of what that has to do with um, the rest of the movie, feel free to hit me up on Facebook or Twitter, <laughs> or Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Um, what did did well, you write any other movies down? So,
1: one of my favorites and I guess it's more fantasy, but uh definitely scared the shit out of me was Pan's Labyrinth. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, um that movie just my god. I mean, I I again, like in a just a league of its own. Um and and the the characters mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 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 guy with the finger, the oh, yeah. Know, I mean, just
0: that dude, that actor, he, um, he has been, he, he's played, uh, I forget what the actor's name is, but he's been in so much stuff. He's played like little niche roles like mm-hmm. that, like... Mm-hmm. um uh, I can't even think of so like they. It was one of those video montages that you see on Facebook where, mm-hmm. like, you might have recognized this actor. He's actually been <laughs> in you know all these movies, and it's just a shit ton of movies that right. that guy's been uh, in, in. But anyways, go ahead. I,
1: I mean, but that that's just a, just a prime yeah. example for me.
0: Putting his eyes in his hands and yes. putting them up on his face. I mean,
1: terrifying. Yeah. Um, terrifying. Even that. Thing that's growing under the bed, that root uh-huh. child, baby or whatever that's growing under the bed.
0: Yeah, um, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I I need to go back for a refresher. Yeah, um, I mean
1: it's definitely one of those that every time you watch it, you discover something else about it that you didn't you yeah. didn't realize before, and it just makes it better. It just yeah. gets better every time you watch it.
0: That uh, her her stepdad or whoever her mom marries, mm-hmm. he's a real dick. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah
1: but that's a, that's a good one that just sort of um, creeps into horror thriller um, just because of, of of how screwed up the characters are mm-hmm. and how creepy and gross they are and, right um, so for me that that definitely made my list <clears throat>
0: Um, let's see we were earlier we were talking about the grindhouse double feature yeah. where, uh, planet terror yeah and uh, death, proof. death proof yep um, yeah, um, that's, uh, kind of Tarantino's only, um, dabble in what could be considered horror, but it's also kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it ends up really funny, uh, to me. Sure. Uh, honest, I mean, you know, with, uh, Kurt Russell getting a fucking boot to the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, do, do you remember planet terror? Uh, like I, I remember seeing it. Um, I only, I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. So you might, uh, have a, a more refreshed knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, of, of the movie than I do.
1: Yeah. So, um, what's interesting about planet terror is, um, you have these, you do have that element of humor and, but, but yet you have these, uh, these moments of, um, of of extreme gore, mm-hmm. like when Rose McGowan loses her leg, right, and you know straps on that, uh, <laughs> that machine, machine gun, gun or whatever it is, um, and and she's all of a sudden this you know incredibly powerful female, and she has to avenge like her boyfriend and her unborn child's father's death and and all this stuff, and um, but it but it definitely has this super creepy. Mm-hmm. aspect to it um i remember one of the scenes i remember the most is when um everybody ends up at that chili house well i don't know if it's a chili house but it's a restaurant yeah
0: he's he's working on his uh working on the secret ingredient for his uh barbecue, barbecue. sauce okay that's right. and Not it turns chili. out barbecue. that it's just a little bit of blood <laughs> yeah yeah he's like he's trying to figure out uh, what, what what the special ingredient he's missing yep. and he's like hmm that, that does it. I, I remember, it like, the zombie that's at his back door or whatever. He's like, you got to stand there, you got to come eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's so cool about that movie is because it really is, it is a zombie movie. Right. But then not really. I uh-huh. mean, it's so, it's very multidimensional. Yeah. And then you have this love story thrown in, you know, with this, you know, this couple that they were they you know dated a long time ago and then they're reunited mm-hmm. and she still has his jacket and she's like i love you and you have that aspect of it
0: yeah
1: um but it's definitely fits in the horror mm-hmm. uh, the horror category um but yeah that and, and death proof are 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 definitely some of my favorites um we were talking about the scene in death proof where uh he puts her in the car yeah, Kurt Russell puts her in the car. Yeah, the, Rose McGowan again in the car. Right? Yeah, the
0: the two um, the two scenes that um, I could really consider like horrific is that scene. You know, uh-huh. he's like, I mentioned that this this uh, car is death proof, but to get the full effect, you really got to be sitting in my seat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, she just gets bounced off the walls. Yeah, yep. um And then uh, there's that scene. Uh, and then adding to the gore factor is when uh, he's like, all right, now I got to catch up with my other girlfriends. And so he speeds past them and then turns his car around. And just the fact that you see like four or five different shots yes. of that car crashing, his car crashing into the other car. And like one girl's got her leg like yep. sticking out the window and so it just that- shoots off. Yes. Like that's that's like my favorite part yes. of that little montage. Yes.
1: And I think about that when I see people. With their feet yeah. hanging, yeah, I'm out like, the window. you want you want your leg to go yeah. flying? Yeah, because you're yeah, because that Cause, could totally happen. Yeah, you know, it happens a lot. I think you yeah, we just people are plowing into each other and limbs are flying and, yeah, I mean that I still think about that every time I'm in the car and I see mm-hmm. someone sticking a arm or a leg out the window. Like, yeah. do you really want that thing to come flying off? Right, because it? Um, it does sometimes.
0: Yeah. Um. So there's that scene, um, or those two scenes, and then the one later on in the movie where um he is, uh, he's kind of terrorizing, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, what is it, um, uh, Rosario
1: Dawson. Yeah,
0: Rosario Dawson, and then the, uh, the one, uh, I can't remember if she's Australian or if she's from she, New Zealand, I, I but think what she
1: might be Australian, but yes, I know you're talking, she's like that kick ass.
0: Like, yeah. And oh, she, yeah. she's a kind of a reoccurring character in a couple mm-hmm. of Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. Like she was in, um, uh, the, uh, the, the hateful eight movie oh, okay. for, for a few seconds. Um, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, uh, so it's the scene where they're all, they're like taking turns riding on the hood of the car. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> Kurt Russell is terrorizing them Yeah. and, it kind of ends with where uh, they both kind of get driven off the road, mm-hmm. and he's like out of his car. He's like, "Whoa! Now that was fun!" Mm-hmm. And then they just Thanks. like fucking shoot his yeah. ass, and they chase his ass down. And that's kind of where the the horror element ends. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, like talk about like mixing multiple, um, you know, multiple genres inside one one movie. Yep. Um and tarantino is your director to do it
1: yeah smart guy well he the thing is is that um they're all such realistic Mm -hmm. i mean you know am i gonna stick my foot out the window and have something like that happen i don't know but it totally could i mean i can imagine something like that happening and and that whole like meeting the stranger on the freeway and having just shit go wrong right um you know goes back to even um urban legends of oh if someone has their lights off you're not supposed to flash not their headlights you're not supposed to flash your headlights because they right. might turn around and come after you and kill you um so it's always that like you never know who you're going to meet on the road type thing mm-hmm. and um I mean it turns out well you know pretty much at the end but um but the whole time you're just like oh my god this is a nightmare right so it's stuff def- I would definitely put that in a horror category
0: yeah Um, the one that I was telling you about earlier, we need to talk about Kevin. This is a a crazy, uh, art house film. That's, um, there's this one and, um, another movie by Gus Van Zandt called Elephant. Mm -hmm. Um, Elephant is kind of, uh, I feel like it's, it was mirrored after the Columbine shootings. Um, but not, not to a T it's just, it's kind of loosely, um, loosely based off of the, cause you have, um, it's almost a, a voyeuristic look into a couple different students' lives, um, at, at this high school. Cause it almost like follows them while they walk around at school. So you, it's almost like looking over their shoulder, like right. uh, that type of look into their lives. Um, and so while all this normal stuff is going on, like your normal average, you know, for the most part everyday lives of these high school students these other two students are that were obviously bullied or are living very um messed up lives um whether it's consequences of you know bad parenting or bullying or whatever Mm -hmm. uh but they're planning on shooting up the school um and yeah uh chaos definitely ensues Mm -hmm. um so there's that one and then we need to talk about kevin um has ezra miller who's you know going to be the new uh flash in the justice league movie but um this came out i don't know maybe like five six years ago and he he plays basically your your typical um struggling uh really uh, messed up personality teenager where he wasn't hugged enough as a kid. (laughs) Um, and it's very, it's very, um, unnerving, uh, on multiple levels. Uh, there, there's several things that he does, um, in the movie that are weird, but what's one thing that's kind of, um, specifically unnerving is that he, um, uh, Like, he's so messed up, but he has a a much younger sister that's, like, maybe five or six, and she's, like, perfectly normal. So it's almost as, like, his parents had him at, like, a younger age where they weren't really well equipped to raise someone, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly mentally. Um, But then they had his younger sister where they were in a better place in their lives to have a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he kind of suffers those consequences, Um and and it's uh like I said it's more of an art house movie but there are some horror elements to it right so um uh,
1: well it's psychological I mean psychological thrillers are Mm -hmm. sometimes the best and can kind of go under the radar a little bit yeah but they're just as creepy and scary as anything else right but that's that's what it sounds like is definitely more of that psychological thriller which Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of too yeah yeah you'd Um, probably dig it then yeah.
0: Um, and then we got like Requiem for a Dream,
1: yes. Which uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: anyone who's seen this movie knows that it's not particularly horror, um, but it's a it's a Darren Aronofsky movie <laughs> where. Um just crazy shit happens. Yeah. Um you really don't need to watch this movie more than once. It's just one and done. Yeah. Um it, it's almost like it should be required viewing for like middle school. Like screw the dare program. Like just show them <laughs> this movie and s- let them know that if you end up uh with a really bad cocaine or heroin habit, then you are either going to, A, have to cut off your arm because uh, it's infected um, and the only uh, possible uh, way to survive is amputation. Sure. Or sure. you're going to end up doing ass-to-ass porn um, with uh, some other rando girl <laughs> that you don't know uh, in front of a bunch of old men, like, throwing money at you. Sure. Yeah, um, naturally. Th- those are your only two options yeah. when you do heroin. Yeah, so
1: uh, say no to drugs, yeah, basically. Kids, yeah, kids,
0: say no to drugs. uh uh-huh. um, So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. um so do we miss anything i i know that we could talk for oh my gosh for for so much longer um and we didn't even we didn't even get to talk uh you know cover all the classics and all the great classics and great contemporary movies and um but yeah i i feel like we've we've covered quite a bit of material
1: i think so i think the main point is that um uh, we, uh, horror fans can be, uh, normal, uh, folks.
0: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was, that was, uh, we, we were kind of talking about there earlier is that, um, uh, I mean, we, we don't want to generalize, um, you know, a, a group of people, but right. yeah, like, um, uh, we are talking like, who, who are the people that like watch this messed up shit and, um, like, are they, are they, themselves unstable but if you really take a good look at the people that watch a lot of horror movies or like really love the horror genre um more than any other genre of movies you realize that they tend to be very um grounded individuals um who just want to kind of maybe live vicariously through um uh these these very base um primal reptilian instincts Mm -hmm. that all humans have like you know what if you know what if i ran over that little kid with my car (laughs) like you would never in a million years do that but (laughs) what would happen if that (laughs) how would that feel if it happened so it's it's almost like this vicarious living through you know these characters um i feel like that kind of adds to why horror is so great and i also um um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, the adrenaline that you feel from mm-hmm. watching a horror movie, yeah. um, like I, I once heard, I think it might've been from my psychology teacher back in high school. Um, he was a pretty intelligent guy. He said, um, uh, a good first date. If you're going to go see a movie, go see a horror movie mm-hmm. because, um, that girl will, um, or guy, uh, will relate that feeling of adrenaline Um, and, um, those endorphins being released in your body Mm -hmm. to hanging out with that person Mm -hmm. after going to see a horror movie.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, fear is so, it's like you said, primal and basic. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just one of our basic basic, instinct, um, absolute basic instinct. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, and so there's something just amazing about that feeling and, um, and it it wakes us up a little bit because I think sometimes we can just be ho hum and and when I watch a good movie I'm just like bam you know it just it does something to me mm-hmm. you know it, it it's it's <clears throat> stimulating yeah. and um and I think too like I consider myself extremely well prepared for whatever mm-hmm. i mean ghosts right you know exorcisms um zombie apocalypse we talked about i mean these are I- i'm very prepared if something like that were to happen i have Excellent. this like I am arsenal.
0: i'm not, <laughs> <I am> not <laughs> prepared come to
1: my house <laughs> uh, in,
0: in 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 the tv show walking dead i would be dead by like episode <laughs> two maybe oh no
1: yeah, uh, yeah but whatever yeah and you know it's it, we talk about it. My husband and I, and my and my dad actually, um, mm-hmm. we talk about if that zombie apocalypse uh, apocalypse comes, um, who's who's gonna who are we gonna have to let go, and who's gonna right. who's gonna be there to rebuild and fight and that type of thing. And you know we've always talked about the fact that my mom, um, we love her, but she wouldn't be able to come join us because. <laughs> um, she you know gets scared easily and she's not you know a good fighter and mm-hmm. um you know she likes candy and things like that which we would never have access to <sighs> and so it's it's that kind of stuff and we think about it and we talk about it and so i feel more like i'm more prepared for whatever life yeah. has to throw at me
0: well maybe i'd be one of those like like a uh, father gabriel type of characters where he's a <laughs> pussy ass bitch in the beginning like he's on top of a giant rock like uh-huh. uh scared to death of all these zombies coming at him right. but then all of a sudden two seasons later he's just like mowing down oh, yeah. humans with you know with a a, a giant machine gun yep um
1: yep. look at that transformation i know yeah if you could make it that long that'd be great um some of the I, characters i hope to make it <laughs>
0: I hope to. But if not, you know, I had a good run. You know, I, I, I had a little podcast.
1: Right, right, right. You know,
0: <laughs> so awesome. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for um, being a guest on my podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. It's been my honor. I mean, my pleasure. This is like just i'm like a dream come true for you i know (laughs) this has been a dream come true absolutely yeah it's the
0: only thing you've ever wanted in life and and i was able to uh move you that closer towards your destiny yes
1: thank you
0: (laughs) um awesome well uh like usual um you can uh find us on our website geekgaragepodcast.com there we have uh uh, all our episodes you can also find us on itunes google play and stitcher um you can hit us up on facebook we on facebook twitter and uh, instagram um i think we're going to take some sort of funny picture here in a second mm-hmm. um but you'll probably see that picture before you hear this episode so that's a little bit of redundant information so that's cool <laughs> um but yeah thank you very much uh for tuning in shauna thank you once again um and uh we will see you next time bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>